Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. All right. So welcome to today's episode where we are going to be talking all about running while pregnant. And I'm actually going to be sharing a little bit of my personal experience running through the first trimester of my pregnancy, which has just come to an end. So I just want to give a little bit of a warning up front, just for anybody who does not want to hear about pregnancy, for anybody who doesn't want to, um, you know, be listening to an episode where we talk about that. Just because I'm pregnant does not mean that this podcast is all of a sudden going to change and be a podcast all about uh, pregnancy and and stuff like that. I will just be doing a couple episodes here and there, but I just want to give you full warning that if this isn't something that you're currently in a place or in a position that you want to hear about, something that you want to see discussed, no problem at all. You know, for whatever reason, please just feel free to skip this episode and just head on to the next one and hope that you still enjoy the show and get lots out of it and just, you know, are able to go over and and not listen to anything that may not be uh, what you're looking for at the moment. So for, for those of you who are still listening and uh, and wanted to stick around, 
That's uh, great too. I really appreciate uh, you know being able to take some time to share a bit about my personal story, in the hopes that it can you know connect with more runners and maybe give you some insight into how I've been navigating and and managing certain things running while pregnant. But I also want to say that of course this show is not me giving you any kind of medical advice. It's also not setting a standard for what running during pregnancy or anything to do with pregnancy should really be about. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I'll be totally honest right up front that I had a really easy first trimester. I'll share more details about the ins and outs of all of that as we go through the episode. But I mean, as far as symptoms and nausea and like all of that stuff went, I really did not suffer or struggle at all the way that I know a lot of women do. So if you're listening to this episode and you know, you're feeling like you should have done more, you should have been more active, you should have been able to do this, that, or the other thing during your pregnancy or your pregnancies, that is not the case at all. And I don't want to share this information to make anyone else feel bad or like they handled things poorly. Every person Every pregnancy, every situation is completely different. And so I'm just sharing this just as a little bit of insight uh, into me and my personal story and journey, but I don't want this to be setting the tone for how you think things should have gone or maybe are going to go for you. And of course, some of the things that I'm telling you that I did, uh, some of the messages that you're going to hear on this episode, again, I always want you to check with your medical provider always make sure that everything you're doing is safe for you. And you're always checking with your doctor when it comes to really anything related to your pregnancy journey. So that's that's sort of all the, the upfront info. Now I, I want to dive into our episode today. So just this past week, if you have been following me on Instagram, then you would have seen that I shared a little announcement, two little announcements actually, because uh, yes, I am pregnant and my husband and I are actually expecting a set of twins. Uh, our due date is December of this year, so got a few months yet to go, um, but by the end of this year, we will be welcoming our first first babies and we're going to get two of them at once. So we've got uh, lots on our plate coming up. But the whole story that I wanted to share and, and sort of talk about today actually starts at the end of last year because I want to talk about not only my experience with running while pregnant and, you know, sort of my journey through this first trimester of pregnancy, but also uh, running the Fargo half marathon while I was 10 weeks pregnant. So to, to go all the way back to the beginning of the story, it was late in 2022 when some friends and I decided to sign up for the Fargo Half Marathon. And this came at the recommendation of one of the girls that I run with who had run this race before. She really liked it. I mean, everybody who runs the Fargo Marathon has wonderful things to say about the course and the event and how it's all set up. So we all signed up and and we're really looking forward to it. Now, I did not sign up for this event, anticipating that I might be pregnant at the time that the race rolled around. So I really started my training program with the intention that I was potentially going to have a PR day. I had sort of started training really early. I was doing a lot of base building over the winter months. So November, December, January that just passed, I was doing, you know, a lot of slow miles as we always recommend. I was still keeping up my long 
fairly long runs on the weekends. I was doing about 90 minutes uh, on the weekends just to kind of keep up that that aerobic fitness and just, you know, to keep myself physically and also mentally ready to be able to run a little bit longer. And so part of, you know, my strategy was to do like a, a nice really thorough base building phase. And then as we transitioned from, uh, you know, into the later winter months, end of January into February, I started adding in some speed work to my plan. And what I always really like to work on as a distance runner who, you know, obviously I have some experience with doing half marathons and full marathons and 10Ks and all that stuff for over 10 years now. But I always know that there's room for me to grow when it comes to speed work and especially developing my lactate threshold. So the type of speed work that I was including in my workouts was some longer intervals. I like really love progression runs for just increasing speed gradually and, and just building up towards that lactate threshold pace. And then I was doing that intermittently with a little bit of some shorter, faster speed work sessions. But for the most part, and for many of the months of my training cycle, I was mostly keeping it to those longer interval repeats and, and doing, you know, maybe three or four mile, mile and a half repeat at just that slightly faster than goal marathon pace. So all was going well with my training. I was feeling really good about my consistency. My mileage was building. You know, we were having some, some getting to have some relatively nice weather here in Winnipeg. And uh, it was really nice to be able to start getting outside for some runs. And I was feeling really good about how everything was going to prepare for this potentially uh, PR performance at this half marathon. And then uh, one day in April, I had a feeling and I had to, uh, I took a home pregnancy test and sure enough, there it was, it was positive. So we found out that we were expecting. And of course, the very first question uh, or first, you know, thought, of course, after the the initial like, oh my goodness, uh, you know, excitement, and is this real? And, and all of that, you know, take another test, just be sure, all those things that we do. The next thing that I, I had to really think about was, what's going to happen for this race. So at that point, the uh, Fargo race date was about five or, or six weeks away. And I had been putting a lot of time into the training. So at that point, I had done, you know, some pretty, some pretty long runs. I don't know if I had hit 10 miles yet or anything like that for my long runs, but I had been, I had been putting in quite a few miles and I felt really fit and, and like everything was going well. And I knew that at that point in my pregnancy, it was perfectly safe to keep running. There was really nothing that I could do in terms of fitness or physical activity that was going to make a difference in terms of potential outcomes of that pregnancy. So at that very, very early pregnancy stage, you know, if you've been running for a long time, generally the advice is that whatever you've been doing, you can keep doing. Obviously, we want to be mindful of any activities that could be potentially like dangerous, like things that you could like fall or, or you know, get hit really hard or, or something like that. But even still, you know, at that stage, things things are going to work out or, or maybe they won't. And so we don't want to just stop all activity, stop running or, or do anything like that in sort of an abundance of precaution, even though sometimes we want to, we want to wrap ourselves in bubble wrap and, you know, just uh, try to do everything to, to make sure that nothing bad happens. So I continued with my training program essentially as, as planned. 
I was waiting for sort of, you know, the other shoe to drop essentially when it came to some of those early pregnancy symptoms that can affect uh, what I found out since, you know, between 50 and 80% of women can experience things like nausea and vomiting in early pregnancy. And so my main concern as we progressed and, and got closer and closer to this race date, my main concern was really that I was going to be so nauseous or have like, you know, I was, I was going to be so sick, so tired, you know, just so terrible feeling that I wouldn't be able to run because of that. You know, physically, I wasn't too worried because I mean, you know, I was only 10 weeks when that race came around. So I knew that physically my body was prepared to be able to do the distance, but I was really worried that I was just going to be feeling so terrible that I just wouldn't be able to make it happen. And, and I would have been really sad if that had been the case. So of course, you know, as we started to tell some family and close friends about the pregnancy, everybody wanted to know, um, are you still going to be running or are you going to keep running or is it okay for you to keep running? Is it safe? And, and everyone just had a lot of questions. And the best answer that I could give was, I'm going to try. I hope so. We'll have to see what happens. And, uh, you know, as the weeks went on, I kept getting, you know, kind of more and more nervous that, oh, you know, it, is it coming? Is the nausea coming? Is, is the exhaustion coming? When, when is this all going to shift and change? And I was so unbelievably fortunate to really not have any significant issues in, in any of those areas where it made it quite easy for me to maintain my training. I was able to, to keep running quite a bit, actually, and really continue to progress towards this race. Now, mind you, I knew that I was going to have to probably adjust my expectations in terms of finish time. And I knew that I did want to be mindful of not trying to push my body maybe too hard. Like I knew that there was still kind of a line there that I would be smart to not cross. And, you know, also a little bit of just first pregnancy anxiety and and not have ever gone through this before that I also, you know, didn't really know what my limits are, not really knowing what I should be able to handle and how much I should push things. So really, you know, I continued training and building up my mileage but I knew that I was adjusting my expectations in terms of finish time and, and pace and stuff like that. So definitely, I still wanted to run. I still wanted to participate. But the idea that I was going to have that, you know, potentially PR day uh, was put to the wayside for now. So the race got closer and closer and I kept feeling pretty darn good. A little bit of like some muscle fatigue and, and some small changes in terms of, but then after a while, after talking to some uh, people in the know, some of my physiotherapist uh, friends and stuff like that, they were able to, to let me know that, you know, it's, it's expected and, and some of those things can be really normal. But of course, again, you want to be mindful of how much you're pushing and especially maybe pushing unnecessarily. So finally, the, the race weekend rolled around and I was still feeling good enough to participate and, and still, you know, ready to run. And it was kind of nice to have a race where there was really just the expectation of showing up and finishing and having fun. And I think that this is something that I hope that all runners can experience at some point in their running careers where they can come to a race just feeling very calm, feeling like there's no pressure, 
feeling like just crossing the finish line is literally the only goal. I've had a couple of races in my life that have been like that. And to just not really have any race day anxiety or jitters, to know that if you end up doing some walking along the way, that is completely fine. I mean, it's always fine to walk, but just knowing that like for you personally, you don't have to run the entire distance. You can take breaks when you need just to not have that added sort of level of anxiety and, and pressure around the race makes such a big difference. You know, I slept pretty great the night before, the morning of, you know, didn't have trouble eating. I know so many runners and, and I've been there too on some days where you've got a race that morning and you're just choking down your pre-run breakfast because it's just like, you know, your stomach feels like it's all the way up in your throat. And I was able to get there, uh, get to get to that start line and just be, you know, ready for, ready for whatever, just ready to have a good time. I would be you know, completely remiss if I did not talk about the weather, because as runners, that is our primary obsession. Um, and I will say we had some great, great weather for the day. It was a little warm, but I like that. Definitely could have dressed a little bit less. Um, I wore my full length leggings because it was still pretty cool out when we were leaving the hotel in the morning. And then as soon as we got out of the Fargo Dome and you kind of, you know, start the run and you go right into like the direct sunlight as the sun is coming up and you're you're running right into it. As soon as we got out of the Fargo Dome and we got into that direct sunlight, I thought to myself, I should have worn my shorts. <laughs> I would have been a lot more comfortable, but I mean, you know, it's all good. So it definitely warmed up as the day went on, but there wasn't a ton of wind, no rain. Like it was just a really, really beautiful day for a run. How I felt on the day, you know, how physically did it go? I was feeling really strong. And so my pace was pretty good. It certainly wasn't my PR pace, but like it was, it was a solid pace for me. And I was feeling pretty good about that. And then sure enough, you know, around the eight mile mark did start to get a little bit of muscle discomfort, uh, started to kind of feel, feel some things in my lower abdomen that, you know, certainly weren't concerning by any means and, you know, weren't anything that I was too worried about, but I did know that it was my body telling me that it was time to slow it down and, and it was maybe time to take it a bit easy. So I did, you know, I slowed down my pace started incorporating some walk breaks into those last few miles of the race. And, you know, at that point, I knew that it, again, it wasn't going to be my fastest time ever. And I had made my peace with that and it was okay. So it was fine to just slow it down, take it easy, walk when I needed to, and just enjoy the, the rest of the experience, knowing that it's, you know, was going to be my last half marathon for, for quite a long time. And I was just so fortunate to still be able to get there and feel good enough to cross the finish line and get that medal at the end of the day. I also wanted to say how much I enjoyed the race course itself. For anybody who has has not run the Fargo Marathon, it's got this out and backness to it. So the half marathon and the full marathon share the half marathon course. The full marathon starts out going in the opposite direction. So you do this out and back on the half marathon course. And then when you're going on the back half of the half marathon, all of the full marathon runners are coming towards you. Like you're seeing the waves of full marathoners as you're passing by. 
So normally I think a lot of runners don't really like out and back because it just feels much harder than running in a loop. But in a race situation, I will say that the out and back was really great because we actually got to see the winner of the half marathon. I believe it was the winner of the half marathon. And we probably passed the winner of the full marathon as well at some point, although I don't know if I really noticed that, but to see all of the, you know, kind of people at the front of the pack running past you was incredibly motivating. But then too, when you're passing people that are behind you, it was also nice. Like there was just a lot of camaraderie, a lot of high-fiving, a lot of cheering on. It was just really nice to see so many of the runners and pass so many of the runners that you're all kind of out there in this boat together. And on a lot of races where it's just, you know, sort of one big loop that you're running, you don't really see anybody else until you all get to the finish line. So I did really think that that out and back setup was really neat for a race. So all in all, you know, I feel really, really fortunate. I feel incredibly lucky that I was able to still have that experience, have that race day, even though, like I said, it wasn't my fastest time, you know, by, by any means, by a long shot, but to still enjoy the weekend and being down there with some friends and traveling for a race, which I've actually never done before. It was just a really rewarding experience. And I will say that out of all the races that I have completed this is one that I am probably the most proud of, even though, like I said, it was it was definitely amongst one of my slower finish times. So I will always cherish that Fargo Half Marathon medal because, you know, I just think that even even in those early stages of pregnancy, even when you're not having a lot of symptoms and, and you know, don't have this big belly that you're running with or anything like that, it's definitely still a, a, an accomplishment, I think, to, to do something like that while you're pregnant. So as we got closer and closer to that race weekend, I was feeling nervous, you know, about uh, whether or not I was going to be able to run, how I was going to be feeling, and then if I was going to be able to tolerate any sort of carb loading. So in terms of, you know, those early pregnancy symptoms, as I said, I was extremely, extremely fortunate to not be struggling with much in the way of nausea and vomiting. But I did, I did have some taste preference changes. So I definitely found that some foods that I previously would eat regularly were no longer appealing. I was having to be a little bit more careful of some of my choices. Definitely, you know, certain things were not sitting as well. Like I wouldn't even call it, I wouldn't call it even nausea necessarily, but just they, they weren't as appealing. And for a very long time, uh, years in fact, and again, if you, uh, if you follow me on, on social media, on my Instagram, if you don't, you can find me at Steph, the runner's dietitian. But if you've been following me over there and, you know, you see a lot of the pre-run meals that I post, it's been cereal for me for a very, very long time. I have been a morning pre-run cereal eater literally for years and uh, got to the point where one morning I just was like, I can't eat this. I cannot eat this bowl of cereal. And I don't know if it was just like the sweet taste in the morning. I don't know. There was something about it that I just, there was no way. And I have been pretty much off cereal ever since and switched to toast. So if anybody noticed um, that all of a sudden there was this subtle shift from cereal to me posting pictures of toast and bagels in the morning instead, that is the reason why. And uh, right around that time is when I would have found out that I was pregnant. So I was nervous and, and a little bit worried about the idea of carb loading just because of the sheer amount 
of food that you need to eat and, and, you know, the generally like, of course, very carb heavy, but also like sweet things that you end up eating and drinking a lot when you're carb loading. So I was a little bit nervous about the prospect of, you know, doing that and tolerating that. But overall, it went pretty well. Um, I don't think I quite was able to hit my goal in terms of carb loading, like how many grams per day I should have been getting in. I didn't track it. I didn't track it that closely again, just because, um, you know, I was I was planning on taking it easy at this race and, and not putting too much pressure on myself. But, uh, you know, that all went pretty good. I did have to switch out a few of the things that I would normally eat, make some other choices. And I definitely included a little bit more, you know, added sugars and, and sort of some simple carbohydrates, whereas maybe normally I would have included a little bit more of like the complex uh, carbohydrates and, you know, more of the starchy foods instead. But because I was having to be mindful of my portion sizes and I wasn't able to eat the amount all at once that I normally would without possibly risking not feeling so great, I was doing a little bit more fruit juice and iced tea and uh, some candy and, and stuff like that. Whereas normally, you know, I could probably hit my carb goal without issues just by filling up on on bagels and breads and, and pasta and things like that. So it was a little bit of a different experience. I had to make a little bit of some different food choices, but all in all, uh, I felt pretty good about how that part of it went and, you know, felt as prepared as I could have been going into that race. So we finished the Fargo Half Marathon, uh, got our medal. And then after that, I took a few days off and just, you know, wanted to, to rest and relax and enjoy my accomplishment, knowing that, you know, I'm still going to run as long as I can and still participate uh, as much as I can in, in different events and, you know, do a few short little races here and there just, just sort of for the fun of it. So a few days after the race is when we went for our first ultrasound and we decided to go for a private ultrasound and just schedule one. It was actually really an amazing experience. We were able to get in uh, same day, which I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting. And so that is when we found out that we are not expecting just one baby, but we are expecting two babies. And it is actually twins that we're going to be having in December of this year. So we were, we were at the ultrasound appointment and it was uh, really quite funny. You know, the, the tech she asked when we came in, you know, is this your first pregnancy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is your first ultrasound appointment? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so we we get started and she's looking around and, and she's looking around and, you know, is is taking taking a little bit of extra time, it seemed, to uh, you know, kind of start giving us any information. So of course, as any expectant mother can probably identify with, you immediately start thinking the worst. You know, you immediately start thinking that there there must be something wrong. Something doesn't look the way that it should. There's some kind of problem. And, uh, you know, after after a couple seconds sort of tick by and it just seems like forever, she she says, um, so did you guys know that you're having twins? <laughs> Which was which was quite a surprise, and uh, you know, definitely a a happy surprise for sure. We're we're very excited about the the prospect of uh, you know getting getting just not just one but but two babies out of out of this pregnancy. So it's a really exciting time. We're looking forward to the adventure. But certainly, when it comes to looking ahead at 
what that's going to mean in terms of me and my running and things like that. It will change some timelines a little bit. So again, another one of the the questions that I get from a lot of people and, you know, everybody wants to know is, are you still running? Uh, how does it feel to still be running? How long will you be able to run? Uh, you know, all these things. And the answer is that it's a little bit unpredictable. Uh, I don't know how long I'll be able to run for. I'm certainly going to continue to run as long as I can and uh, keep up with it as long as I can. But there will reach a point uh, in the coming months that it's just no longer going to be comfortable. It's no longer going to be feasible. And there might reach a point too when it's no longer considered safe for me. But I'm just going to take that kind of week by week, take things as they come and, you know, make sure that I'm uh, I'm in communication with my doctor and just really doing the best I can to look after both myself and also, you know, these these little ones in there. So overall, you know, I said that this episode was going to be a first trimester running while pregnant review and recap. So so that's really that's really the recap. It's uh it's been a pretty pretty nice adventure so far. Uh fortunately, there have not been any uh, major things happen. I mean, of course, aside from finding out that we are having twins, um, you know, nothing major, honestly, no, no major symptoms, nothing too terrible. So I will definitely give, you know, the, the first trimester of pregnancy, I'm going to have to give it an eight out of 10. I have been unbelievably lucky and fortunate to get off this easy when it comes to how I've been feeling. And, you know, now we're starting to look ahead at what's coming in the second trimester, starting to get a little bit of a baby bump, definitely starting to notice an increase in appetite. So it'll be very interesting to see how the coming weeks go. And I, I really look forward to uh, touching base and checking in with all of you at the end of the second trimester to give another review and recap. And we'll see if that point, uh, if I'm still running or you know what other activities I've needed to switch to to try and keep up my fitness as much as possible. So I wanna thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are currently pregnant or if you are a mom of twins and uh, want to connect with me further over on my social media, I would absolutely love to chat with you. I've been looking for recommendations for gear. You know, what, what do you absolutely need when you've got twins? What are some of the top things that you think all twin moms should have, especially in those first few months? So you can find me over on Instagram at Steph, the runner's dietitian. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to chat with you and uh, look forward to, to supporting each other. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I look forward to seeing you right back here next week for our next episode. Bye for now. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.